As we get into our topic for today, uh, I would like to have our panel members introduce themselves. And so I'd like you to just share uh, your name, what you do, and where you're from. So uh, let's start with you at the end. Let's start at the end and we'll come all the way down. Awesome. My name is Oleg and I'm coming from Central California and I uh, work for Streams of Light International and also for Central California Conference. Amen. Hello, good morning, happy Sabbath. My name is Jose Rosado and I'm a local internal medicine and geriatric medicine physician at Bestway Clinic of Burleson. Amen. Uh, my name is Pastor Steve Wahlberg. I am married to Kristen Wahlberg. That's my most important thing. And I'm the father of uh, Seth and Abby. I'm also the director of Whitehorse Media, and I'm thankful to be here. Amen. My name is Pastor Scott Griswold, and I'm with ASAP Ministries with the Reach the World Next Door Project Center down in Houston. Awesome. And my name is Pastor Philip Batiste, and I serve as a secretary treasurer and departmental director for ASI for the North American Division of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm from Columbia, Maryland, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. If you've been having a good time at this ASI convention, can we say amen? Amen. 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 Now, today, um, just before we get started and jump into our panel discussion, I want to just... Um, say that, um, you know, it's always a challenge when you have a panel of mostly pastors, and <laughs> this is pretty much all pastors except for our doctor, which I know is, is pretty much almost like a pastor, too, in terms of his preaching. So um, we want to just encourage uh, us as panelists today uh, to, um, uh, you know, we have a sermon that we're looking forward to later. And so let's not preach any sermons. And uh, I like to say, let's not get into any uh, philosophical argumentations and epistemological circle occlusions. But let's focus on the topic at hand. So our topic for today is sharing your faith in the end times. So I actually just have four questions that I'm going to be asking our panel. And after the four questions, then we're going to open it up to the audience, to you, to ask questions. Can we say amen? So as we begin, you can even be thinking now of what questions you may have to ask our panel as we jump into our discussion for today. Now, before we begin, I'd like us to pray. And so I'd like to ask Pastor Scott, would you open us up with prayer this morning? Father in heaven, our time is well past the coming of Jesus as it ought to be. You are waiting on us, not we waiting on you. And so today we come here with humble hearts, with confessing hearts, saying, Lord, please, please do the work inside of us so that you can finish the work in this world. Show us the things we need to know this morning. May this not just be a discussion, may it be a heart-changing, life-changing event for all of us, where we are more filled with the Spirit, where we are more clear on the strategies that you have for finishing the work, and where we love you more and are willing to go and even die for you but especially to just live for you moment by moment, day by day. Take our words, take our thoughts, and just rule this time that we have together and give us your words that we might glorify you and love you better and see Jesus face to face in our lifetime. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, so our topic for today is sharing your faith in the end times sharing your faith in the end times. This is a very, very, very important topic. And 
There's two aspects to this topic. Number one, sharing your faith. And number two, the idea that we are living in the toes, in the very toenails, actually, of time, right? Jesus is coming again. Let's all say that together. Jesus, Jesus. is coming again. Now, let's say it differently. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. We're living in the end of time. And so as we think about this, um, I want to begin with our first question on really sharing your faith. Because we've got to establish first that foundation of sharing our faith and then move to the end time. So, you know, this is ASI. And our motto at ASI is sharing Christ in the marketplace. So since that is our motto, Our model is sharing Christ in the marketplace. Why is it important for us to be sharing our faith and to be sharing Christ in the marketplace? Let's start with that question first. Oleg, why don't you begin? Sure. Well, why is it important to share? I believe uh, your life, my life, if we are here, it has been touched and changed by Jesus. And when our life is touched by Jesus and transformed, you experience a different life. I mean, I have experienced my previous life of uh, doing all the miserable things without God. And when I accepted Jesus and I have seen how good life is with God, yes, we have problems, yes, we have challenges, but the perspective and the hope is just so nice that it doesn't matter what happens in the world. In my life, in my family, there is joy and peace. I want everybody to experience that joy and peace. And not only that, us as Adventists, we also have a foresight. God has given us prophecies, and we know exactly what's coming. I mean, how can you not share that? You have to be so selfish, so selfish to experience something so good and not to share it with others. Amen. Who's next? Doctor? Yes, I can think of several reasons why it is important um, to share Christ. We know we have a life or death message as Seventh-day Adventist, and if we truly believe that, then withholding that message from others is, is, is truly something that we need to be thinking about seriously, the implications of that. But also, we need to remember that um, as we share Christ, that would not only benefit those who receive that message, but it will actually transform us. And if we want a vibrant experience with Jesus, then the sharing component has to be there. Otherwise, we will wither. I I want to just pick up the part about in the marketplace. You know, if you meet a pastor and he starts sharing with you about God, it's like, okay, that's his job. He's, He's paid to do that. And, you know, and so people just kind of write that part off. But when they meet a doctor, when they meet a businessman, business person, whoever, who is just sharing out of their heart, who is just sharing because they love Jesus, because it's a part of their life, or who lives it in such a way they can see it, that just makes a huge difference. And so that's why, that's why God has said, pastors, teachers, evangelists, we are to be equipping the lay people for the work of ministry. Because that's where people are at, and that's where they are most open, is with their coworker, with their boss, with who they're around. So to me, that's, that's so crucial. I love what you just said, and, and the idea that it comes naturally. People sometimes look at us as pastors, and they're like, well, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. But when an ordinary you know, person does it, it's, it's more natural. It's more powerful. Um, 
Go ahead, Pastor. Sure. And pastors are ordinary people, too. Uh, I like that. We're all human beings, and this world is confused. People are are mixed up. They're hurting. They're struggling. They've got all kinds of problems. And there's a lot of people out there that sense that something's coming, but they don't know what it is. And so we know what's coming because we've read the back of the book. And this is the perfect time for us to talk to people. Uh, when I was sitting on the plane coming down here from, uh, from Spokane, I sat next to a firefighter that was, um, he had his big helmet on, he had all his gear, and he was coming to Texas to fight fires. Hmm. And so we struck up a conversation, and uh, I told him that he asked me what I did, and I told him I, I, I'm a minister and I give seminars on the book of Revelation. And he said, he said I'm a believer, but I don't, I don't really read the Bible much, but I try to practice the moral principles. So I handed him a, one of our five-by-eight cards that had a big uh, picture of the Ten Commandments. And I said, here, would you like to read more about the Ten Commandments and just refresh yourself on, on uh, the, the big moral principles? And he was happy to take it. He put it in his uh, firefighter's hat. And it was just a, a simple opportunity to share. And that little card also talks about the return of Jesus. And so we have lots of opportunities these days to talk to people about the Lord and about what's happening in this world. I love that. And, you know, I think sharing Christ in the marketplace is part of growing in Christ. It's part of what we do as Seventh-day Adventist Christians. That's actually one of our doctrines is growing in Christ. Did you know that? Did you remember that? And as part of growing in Christ, we share. Think about this. And I, I, I'm going to testify for a moment because I have an uh, a eight-month-year-old baby girl named KJ. And I have a three-year-old son named PJ, Philip Jr., and uh, so I'm, you know, I'm in the fresh anointing of the babies, amen? And uh, uh, when, when someone is a baby, you know, uh, uh, when you're a baby, you just, you know, it's all about you, you know? Babies like, feed me, care for me, take care of me. And we're like, oh, they're so cute. But then as they get older, like now my three-year-old, I'm teaching him to preach and play the piano and all that stuff. But uh, what am I teaching him? Share, PJ. There's a world outside of yourself. So when you're a baby, life is just about you. Feed me, care for me. But as you get older, you learn to share. And so part of us as growing in Christ is you're not just coming to church to sit on a pew and get a good show on Sabbath morning, but God is calling each and every one of us to get involved in total member involvement, in sharing our faith, in sharing Christ in the marketplace. This is our imperative. This is our call as Seventh-day Adventists to share. Amen? Now, um, our next question is then, why is it important now? We know we're called to share, right? But why is it important for us to be sharing Christ, especially in these last days? Why is it important? Let's start with you again, Oleg. Okay. Why is it important to share Christ? Because uh, I think Christ is the solution to everything. Because our problem as human beings is sin. Sin has separated us from God And when you're separated from God, your life is quite miserable. And when you are with Christ, He's the bridge to God again. He's the He's God Himself who forgives you, who cleanses you. That just brings that just brings such a relief and joy. What whatever the situation of human beings are, Ukraine, Russia, divorce, sickness, Jesus is the solution to that. So I mean, what else can you give people? 
I mean, yes, give them food. Yes, give them money. Yes, build a house for them. But if you don't give them Jesus, whatever you gave them, it's going to pass very quickly and they'll be right back into their misery. But when you gave them Jesus, He'll restore their lives. He'll bring happiness to their lives. And that brings happiness to us. To see one person who is going through the baptismal waters and to see that joy on their face after that, to see a restored family. There is no better joy in this world for us as Christians than seeing that transformation. That's why we need to share Jesus. Love it. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Without him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Come on, doctor. Take it away. Um, so I think it's important to remember that we cannot share something we do not have. And before we can share Christ effectively, Christ needs to be real for us. Amen. He needs to live in our hearts, work out his life within us, that we may share that life with others. And uh, going off from what uh, Pastor Oleg said, uh, Christ comes, Christ is love. You know, God said he who does not love does not know God because God is love. And so love is the only thing that awakens love. And what we want others is to love Jesus like we love him because of what he has done for us, because what he's doing for us in our lives. We want to awaken that love by giving his love to them. Amen. But Jesus also said, I am the truth and the way and the life. And in these last days, the truth that he has given us is a truth that means life or death. And I remember reading in Testimonies, Volume 9, and uh, other, there's also in other places, when people come to, Sister White had a vision where people would coming to us, Seventh-day Adventists, saying, why did you not tell us about these things? Why did you not warn us about these things? And so in these last days, it's so important that by sharing the love of Jesus, we, that also comes with the truth of Jesus to make a lasting difference for eternal life. Amen. Thank you. Love it. And, and they're reminding me in the sound booth, this, uh, asking us to, to take our mics and just keep them right close to our mouth so uh, everyone can hear well. Um, go ahead, uh, Pastor Wilberg. Well, I just think about what, what I used to be like in my teenage years, my wild years, what I call my BC days. And then I started reading the Bible, and, I, and the Lord revealed himself to me and showed me that he loved me and that Jesus was my Savior. And, and that was a whole different life from the life that I live now. And I know I'm here by God's grace, and people need, need Christ. They need Jesus. They need the hope, the forgiveness, the strength, the power to live a different life Amen. than this world's living. And, you know, that's what people need. So we want to give Jesus to to as many people as possible. Amen. I love that. I love that. Go ahead, Pastor Griswold. You know, when you're sharing with people, you don't know what background they have at first if you haven't taken time to listen or know where they're at. And so we have this apprehension of, oh, if I talk about Jesus, that's the stumbling block. You know, I can talk about morality. I can talk about world events. But if I talk about Jesus, that may be a problem. But, but when we think about people from Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu backgrounds, the reality is they love Jesus. For Muslims, Jesus is the great prophet. He is the pure one. He is, he is super, super special. They have a different understanding of who he really is. But you can start there. You can start with the beautiful things. With a Buddhist or the Hindu, Jesus is this amazing teacher. 
He's on, you know, the par with, with all those other special gurus in their mind out there. Again, you don't have to argue about who he is when you start. You just focus on, on the beauty of his character and his teachings. I remember visiting a temple in Thailand. I stayed there overnight. I couldn't speak Thai very well yet. And I'm trying to talk with this man who's given up everything to live at the temple. And I'm trying to tell him about Jesus. And he just interrupts me. He says, you're trying to tell me about Jesus, right? And he said, you know what? When I'm angry, when I'm upset, I just think about Jesus on the cross. Wow. And I was like, what? He says, and when I do, when I look at how kind he was, how he forgave his enemies, my anger just melts away. Mm. And that just taught me a huge lesson that, as Jesus said, if I am lifted up, I will draw all people to me. Um, it, it's beautiful. He is everything. Amen. So we've got to lift up Jesus. Amen. Powerful, powerful. Um, you know, for our next question, I want us to actually jump into our Bibles. All right. So um, think about this. And, and, and you guys didn't have this question in advance. So this will this is like a Bible pop quiz. <laughs> but what does the Bible say about witnessing in these last days? And what are some insights in the word of God on how we as Seventh-day Adventist Christians can best prepare? So I'll ask it one more time. What does the Bible say about witnessing in these last days? And what are some insights on how we can prepare? Um, now, still keep your answers short and concise, but uh, don't preach a sermon. But uh, what does the Bible say about witnessing in these last days? And what are some insights on how we can prepare? Uh, who'd like to go first? Go ahead, Scott. Okay. I get the first sermon. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we have an incredible, beautiful, balanced mandate for God's people in the last days in Isaiah 58. Two chapters later, Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth. What's that glory like? When we think of it, Revelation 18, we understand there's a message we are to preach. But with that is accompanied this glory. And two chapters back from Isaiah 60, in Isaiah 58, he tells us about the glory going um, before you, the right or the right, no, the glory is your rear guard, the righteousness goes before you. And he shows what that is. And of course, in there, we have this turning your foot away from walking on the Sabbath and honoring God on that day and repairs of the re breach. Our church has seen ourselves as those who are restoring God's truth. But before that, he includes with incredible passion in light of those who are good about going to church and approaching God. He says, this is the fast I've chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, yes. to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to give your bread to the hungry, to clothe the naked, and to take the stranger in, to, to bring them into your home. And so I believe that at the end of time, along with this incredible message that's circling the globe, God's people are going to rise up and care for the least of these, those who are hurting, all of these beautiful things we see in the various ministries. This is the glory of God. Amen. It's Amen. beautiful. And so that is... That is witness. Jesus said, you witness unto me. That's verbal, and that's by your life living out the life of Christ. Love that. Love that. Who's next? All right. Go ahead, doctor. Um, going again, um, along with um, Elder Griswold, um, this, this um, metaphor about God shining is so much is so present in all the passages that have to do with the end time. Uh, I I think of Isaiah chapter sixty verses one and two. I rise and shine for thy light has come, 
And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Speaking of us, our, his church. Then you can, you can find this same idea in Revelation 18, chapters, uh, verses 1 through 4. The angel comes down from heaven and a great light shines. And the whole world is, is, uh, is illuminated by this light. And it's again the people of God shining. And uh, the uh, parable of the ten virgins and the light. You know, having the light with the lamps lit and illuminating. And Daniel 12 Verses, uh, verse 3, where it says that the righteous shall shine. And so all this is pointing us to the glory of God. And in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, we know what that is, his character. He wants to give his character to us. Like what Pastor Griswold was saying, his character is, is those, like Jesus showed. And what did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He ministered to the poor and the needy. He encouraged those. He ministered to the outcast. He identified with the most vulnerable and with the most needy. And that's what God wants to do in us. And before Jesus comes, that revelation of his character, that glory will shine because he has promised. And all those who are willing will receive it. Amen. Pastor. All right. Yeah. Uh, I just, my mind immediately went to Revelation 14, witnessing in the last days the three angels' messages. It, uh, the word says, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell upon the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. And this is us. This is our, our mission, is to be these angels and to give the three angels uh, centered in the gospel and just go right down through them and share these with others. That's what our whole our white horse media ministry has committed ourselves to to sharing the three angels messages and the lord has blessed us phenomenally and that's you know, our callings right there and isaiah 58 i mean that's right there too and uh, revelation 18 the light coming down from heaven so we have a lot of different scriptures that talk about what god's people what what is our assignment in these last days love it amen oleg i love what Habakkuk says, and that this is in line what has been said already. Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Amen. Uh, that's the prophecy there. And when God speaks in prophecy, Amen. it's fulfilled. We were talking here about how we need, the world needs Jesus. And we know that revelation is the revelation of Jesus. So if we don't preach revelation to the world... We don't truly give Jesus to the world. Other denominations can build houses for people. Other denominations can give food to people. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. We should because that's a mandate as well that we should. But there's only one denomination on planet Earth that can preach the three angels' messages. If we don't, nobody else will. So let's not forget that our main focus is to love people so much that we wouldn't keep the truth away from them. We'll give them the truth the way it is in Jesus in a loving way. We know when Paul, uh, when the disciples had the problem, when the apostles had the problem of widows not having food, they said, okay, okay, we cannot stop preaching. Let's choose people who would do that. They didn't say, no, we shouldn't do that. 
So we need to be very careful that the preaching of the three angels' messages will have its right place right there in our Seventh-day Adventist uh, church. That's why I'm so passionate about the th great controversy distribution. Because I think that three angels' messages in that book is presented in such a marvelous, marvelous way. And that's why I'm enthused and I have it always with me. Wherever I go to share it with people. And I believe that's a wonderful, wonderful way to share the truth with people. I love it. I love what you just said. And, you know, this is ASI. And, you know, our theme for the last two years at the ASI convention was the three angels' messages. The first year was the three angels' messages, our urgent calling. And the second year was the three angels' messages into all the world. And this coming year, I'll give you a reveal on our 2022 ASI convention. Our theme is Revived to Witness. Amen. Revived to Witness with the tagline, United transformed and sent. Building on the fact that we've been called as Seventh-day Adventist Christians to share the three angels' messages, now we have to be revived to witness. So it's very interesting that our topic is witnessing and sharing our faith in these end times today, right in line with our ASI theme. So as I go to our last question, I want to tell our audience, um, we're going to have a mic, and uh, this is going to be our, our last question here on the panel. But we want you to even now start thinking, start writing down your questions, and we're going to have a mic. Uh, so, so when you have a question, you'll be able to get the mic. And make sure you don't start talking until you get the mic. But we'll do one more round, and then we'll come to questions from the audience. So Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, right? And a lot of times um, I've often wondered, you know, how can salt transform the flavor of the food if the salt is afraid to interact with the food? If the salt is afraid to get close to the food, right? If the salt is like just staying there in its salt shaker, how can it transform the flavor of the food? And sometimes, could it be, as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we get so caught up in, we've got to stay in our bubble. We've got to stay, you know, just in church and just with church friends and just with church events and church conferences and ASI that we're not interacting with the food. We're not interacting with really sharing Christ in the marketplace. We're not really, you know, having non-Christian friends. And so my question is, uh, what are some ways, what are some practical ways that we can be salt in these last days? That we can get out of a salt shaker? What are some practical ways? Come on, Oleg, take us home. Well, those who know me, my practical ways go door to door. Amen. And most, most of the people usually say, oh, no, that's not for me. Uh, I love, oh, I, I took your microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. So, so I... You got excited. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, uh, even, you know, because we say we have to be witnesses in our marketplace, sometimes in marketplace you can be somewhat timid as well. Uh, I think going door to door on Sabbath, if in your church you have that opportunity, don't stay behind, Go. Even if it's not, that's not your comfort zone. By, by getting those divine appointments at the doors will give you confidence that someone bigger than you is going with you. And then when you have that confidence at the doors, you take it even in the Uber, uh, when uh, an Uber driver takes you, you will take advantage of that. Then at work, when somebody asks you a, qu asks you a question that you say, oh, that's a perfect bridge to telling them about Jesus, you'll take advantage of that. And you'll be asking in the morning, Lord, give me those divine appointments today. But I'm telling practical ways, 
Go door to door. You have a practical chance this afternoon. Let's go door to door. Let's Amen. distribute a great controversy. And that will be a good step to uh, taking it to whatever you want to take it. To your work, to your uh, study place, to whatever. This will help you in that process of sharing Jesus in the place wherever you are. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. So what are some ways in which we can be salt in these last days? Practical ways, doctor. Yes. Um, one of the best ways to communicate is to be a good listener. Mm. And uh, as a physician, I am still trying to master that skill to the, to the best of my abilities that you know, God has given me. But it definitely pays off to be a good listener, to be able to make a good diagnosis, to be able to really identify what the, what the real problem is that the patient is trying to tell you about. Uh, it, that also applies to witnessing. Uh, listening is what opens the hearts of the people to you. So before we think about telling them what we have to tell them, which is a very important message, is maybe taking time to listen to what they are saying by their verbal language, by what they're saying. Sometimes uh, you will find somebody who comes at you as if they were angry or upset. And if you just stop and listen, sometimes their anger comes down. Their, their frustration comes down. And slowly they begin to open the door of, your heart, of their hearts to you. And I would say that um, at that moment, the Holy Spirit promises to give us the words that we need to encourage that person. Uh, but there is some preparation to be done before actually having that interaction. And I submit to you that that preparation is filling our minds with the Word of God. Amen. Memorizing the Word of God so that the Holy Spirit can bring those passages to our minds whenever they're needed for encouraging others. And if we do that, and if we ask the Lord to give us the divine appointments, He will come through for us. He will give us that, and we will have the joy that Jesus experienced when He shared the love of God with others, comforted others. This is what He came to, to, to the earth for, and this is what He worked for, that travail of His soul. It is the salvation of others, that burden, that yoke that He offers uh, to carry with us. It is the salvation of others, and we'll experience that joy with Him. I love that. I love that. And, you know, doctor, I love how you said we've got to listen. I've often said we have two ears and one mouth. We should use them in proportion. And the greatest gift you can give someone you love is to listen. And so we've got to listen. Um, and, and listening to people goes a long way. That's what Jesus did. So thank you for that. Uh, Pastor uh, Steve. Sure. Um, there's lots of ways to be salt. Uh, in, I'm from North Idaho right now, and a lot of people up there are conceal and carry. You know, they've got, uh, they've got their guns. And I'm conceal and carry, too. I'm armed and dangerous just about wherever I go. I've got my glow tracks in my pocket, and I share them when I can. And there's Amen. lots of opportunities to do that uh, when you meet people. Amen. Love that. Concealed and carry. I love that. <laughs> All right, Pastor Scott. Um, we, are, we are salty only as much as we are salty. So Jesus said, if you're not, you're just ready to be tossed out and used for gravel or whatever. So how do we get salty? I mean, a lot of times we're like, okay, you're excited. You're ready to go. You said, you know, if we don't, we're selfish. Well, yeah, I'm feeling pretty selfish. I don't want to go. I, I was on the, I was a missionary in Thailand bumping along in a, in a bus 
on my way to learn language and I'm just frustrated by all the sweaty, hot people around me. And I looked around and I thought, I don't even love these people. And it hit me, in our flesh, like Paul says, dwells nothing good. We don't love. We don't love like Jesus loves. So every day we can ask God, give me a conversion. Make me new. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. We become new creatures in Christ. He is, we have died with him so that we can love like him. He puts Amen. his love in our hearts. Amen. So I think we need to be before God. We need to spend that time. We need to fill our hearts with his word. We need a new conversion. And I just read this this morning. We, you know, we talk about at the end of time, there's a statement where our faces will be so shining as we go door to door, house to house. Well, Enoch had that experience. Yes. He, would, he, would, he would go to the city and he would stay as long as he could while he was making a difference. And then he'd get out of there and he'd go seek God more. And it says here, um, this is in Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 1, page 61. Enoch continued to grow more heavenly while connecting with God. His face was radiant with a holy light which would remain upon his countenance while instructing those who would hear his words of wisdom. His heavenly and dignified appearance struck the people with awe. Mm. When have we struck people with awe by our appearance? I mean, wow. we need time with Jesus much more than we think we do. And Amen. this is speaking directly to me. Amen. I love it. You can't, you can't uh, lead where you're not headed. And you can't give what you don't have. So we need that time with Jesus ourselves. Awesome. Well, we're ready to go to our audience. And uh, if you've enjoyed the panel so far, say amen. 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 Now, let me just give a quick instructions to our audience. Number one, these are opportunities for questions, uh, not opportunities for statements or uh, uh, theological uh, 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 assertions. Uh, We're going to let our panel do that. So uh, just make sure you're asking questions. And secondly, don't speak until you actually have the mic in your hand, all right? So we've got our first question right over here. Go ahead. So I believe my question was somewhat addressed by Pastor Oleg, but my question is, and I'd like for the other panelists also to respond to this. So what do you say to the person who says, well, I'm really shy, or, you know, I'm just too fearful. I don't like knocking on doors. I can't do that. Um, You know, I can do other things, but I can't do that. What do you say to that person? Yeah, what do you say to the person that's shy, that says, I'm too shy to witness. I can't can't do that. Uh, Yeah, I I would say to that person to, to pray and ask God to open up opportunities for you to to be a blessing to somebody. I mean, you don't have to be a minister. You don't have to sit up here. You don't have to do any big, huge, fancy thing. Just pray that God, pray that God will open up doors and help you to be a blessing to someone else. And he'll do that. I love that. And I'd also like to say that, you know, uh, remember that um, sharing Christ in the marketplace, especially in this day and age, in these last days is not only talking. You can use, especially our younger people can use social media. Uh, you can use uh, digital ways to share Christ as well. And sometimes the one-on-one conversation like Jesus had with the woman at the well can go far more and can create a ripple effect. Like she went home and told her whole village and they all were able to follow him. Anyone else? Oleg. Well, I would like to. I would like to just, um, uh, Sister Pat. We had. We were in Flagstaff, and there was this uh, gentleman at the church when we were organizing a great controversy distribution. He said, "No, no, no, that's not for me." And I told him, uh, "Mike, we're going together. 
I'll go with you. Let's go together. And God allowed that at the very first door, when I started to talk, I stumbled. And I, for some reason, I couldn't even say what I wanted to say. It was so embarrassing. And he was looking and said, oh, no. And I said, I needed him to see a good example. And this is a terrible example. And he said, he was so embarrassed that he said, next door, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, and next door, when he did, he, he, when I listened to what he said, he said, hi, my name is Mike, this is Oleg, and we're, bringing, we're delivering a gift in the community. This is your free copy, enjoy it. I said, wow, that's a perfect line for us. And then he kept doing it and kept doing it for 15 houses. Nobody rejected him. I said, Mike, you're amazing. And he said, I'm so shy, I can't do this. And, but now after that, he said, I think I can do this. So sometimes, sometimes you don't even know what's inside of you. It's hiding there. When you give God that opportunity and you go there, God will reveal it. And Mike was surprised. He was shocked. I was shocked. And now we're using his lines wow. to train people around the country what to say at the door, what Mike said. We need the, we need the side people, amen? And I'm reminded of Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, 4 through 8, where God says, uh, I'll let my fingers touch your lips. And I'll let my words be your words. We've got another question right here. Oh. Yes. Uh, I just want to uh, reinforce what Pastor Steve said about using tracks. Uh, some, some of us are not very bold and cannot witness for the Lord the way others do. But we have those tracks. Uh, I have a lot of them from uh, Wild Horse Media. And I give them to every, every store I go, Amen. whether it's... Uh, grocery store or bank or whatever, I, I always share some with them, and they never say no, you know. They, I say, here's something to, you, uh, to read in your spare time. And they say, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, and especially if they see what the picture in the front is about people wearing masks, uh, it's uh, very attractive to them. So I just want to thank God for the privilege of witnessing using just simple tracks. That's all I can do. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We can witness using simple tracks. Go ahead, Pastor Scott. I want to mention, too, the fact that we are so connected with so many by our phone is a huge opportunity to text somebody a link to something Amen. that's wonderful to listen to. We've gathered everything we can find in, in English, that's Seventh-day Adventist materials, and in 180 languages. So when you meet somebody, even if you just ask that simple question, what language do you speak besides English? And they can tell you whatever it is, and then get their contact, and then send them a link to uh, some, some site in that language that you can share. Um, yeah, opportunities. I, I really love that because the world has gone video, if you haven't realized. And a lot of times in the church, we're still just doing, you know, we're even on social media, we're posting words, but the world is actually watching short video clips. And so we can share videos like some of the ones we've been seeing this weekend and share that link. And that can be a wonderful way to witness, too. Doctor, what are your thoughts? And any more questions from the audience? Just raise your hand and we'll come to you with the mic. Yes, as long as whoever feels inadequate to uh, witness is not using it uh, as an excuse for not really wanting to do it, uh, as long as that's not the case, as long as they're willing, regardless of their personality, God can use them. Uh, Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And then we read in the Desire of Ages that says there is no limit 
to one who by laying self aside yes. puts himself, himself in the hands of Jesus, we can do. The power comes from him. It's not from us. And so if we just let our, his spirit fill us, he will give us the words. He will give us what we need. He will equip us to work, to work for him and advance his kingdom. Yeah, I'm reminded of um, even Moses when God called him. He's like, I can't speak properly, God. I didn't know what to speak. I can't speak. I can't speak. And God was like, listen, <laughs> whatever you have, just cast it down, you know, and, and, and I'll take what you have and I'll make it more because little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. Or I think of Jonah when he ran away in the opposite of direction from God's call. But God says, the more you run away, uh, you go down. But when you call on me, I'll lift you up. Amen. And so uh, the, 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 the beauty of following God is that he who called you will sustain you Amen. and he will enable you. Amen. And so even if you don't have the skills, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Well, I think the Seventh-day Adventist Church is, uh, it has been created for shy people. It's done for shy people. Now. You know why? Because it's one of the denominations that has more literature evangelism emphasis than any other denomination. We have inspired writings, and Ellen White is pretty heavy on literature evangelism. Guess what? In literature evangelism, in sharing a tract... Or sharing a glow track, like Pastor Steve was saying, you don't need to talk. I'm telling people sometimes when they come for this great controversy distribution, even this afternoon, if you're too shy and you're not ready to talk to people, leave the book at the door and run. Run. Just leave it and run. And God will do its work. And just take that baby step. Do something. So it's, there's really no... if you. If you uh, start giving yourself excuses, that's your only thing. But you can do it. I mean, attract, just leave it. If you're not ready to give it to someone in hands, leave it somewhere on the seat. Leave it somewhere in the hotel. Leave it on the bus, anywhere. And you're a preacher, and you're someone who is spreading the good news to the, to the world. So there are ways to do it, even for shy people. Love it. Okay, let's get to our next question. Oh, we've got, uh, he's coming to you with the mic right over here. While he's coming, I oh, want to... Oh, right here? Oh, All right, go gone. right ahead. Yeah, what is your um, go-to or your advice to somebody who has trouble connecting with someone? Because sometimes we might see like, you know, oh, I want to spread the gospel with this person, but someone might be intimidated because they don't feel like they have any sort of um, anything in common or any way to connect with that person. Yeah, so how do you share the gospel if you feel like you're not able to connect with that person. You don't have anything in common. Yeah, I, I would ask the person questions. If, you, if you're talking to somebody that you are very different from, uh, ask them questions about their life, and that will open up conversation. I love that, because leadership is not about having the right answers. It's about asking the right questions. So love that. Go ahead, Oleg. Start talking about common things in the world. For example, when I ride an Uber now, I ask people, what do you think about this thing in Ukraine? The, the war in Ukraine, and they start talking, and they say, oh, this is horrible. This is, and I, then I ask them, did you hear about what Matthew 24 says about the end times? It actually, so uh, that, the common things that it, they are very close to people start talking about those, and those are great door openers, and people will start talking to you, and you'll probably just have to say a few things, few words, and that would be it. So uh, getting common, common events in the world using those 
the pandemic before, now with the war, a great, great thing. So maybe even something even closer, work-related thing, if that's a co-worker, something common that's common to you and them. I had a friend who was very secular, very against Christians. He just rail on his friends who were Christians. And he was bothered most by the hypocrisy that he saw. That's just, it was, the value in him was to be honest from inside out, even if it was ugly. And as we would talk, I would tell him, you remind me a lot of what Jesus used to say. And he was like, what? And I would tell him about how Jesus did not like whitewashed tombs and talked about it and gave him some of the phrases. And he said, I have to use some of those phrases. But over time, he finally said to me, I still don't like Christians, but I like your Jesus. Wow. We can use the values that we hear as we ask questions to be bridges <clears throat> to the beautiful things that God's about. Love it. So, uh, okay, one more question. Just a comment. I love um, what the pastor said, that um, this work is for shy people. And um, really the confident people, the people that is easy to talk, are the ones that has the biggest problem because they don't depend. This is not about us. It's about the Holy Spirit doing the job. Amen. And uh, the shy people, they are good. They will just depend. And I think the people that have the problem is they're too confident because they're the ones that talk. They're the ones that open the door. They're the ones that are, are doing the job. But if we really realize that this is not about us. Amen. It's about the Holy Spirit touching. This work doesn't mean anything if the person is doing it. It's the Holy Spirit work. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, our time is up. It went by so fast. Ten seconds, final thoughts. Go ahead, Oleg. Well, just first, if you ask the Lord and say, Lord, I want to be a witness for you. Give me divine appointments. Open my spiritual eyes to see the opportunities. Yes. God will give that to you. Love it. Ten seconds. Uh, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw a man unto me. Amen. And if we, if we uplift him in our lives... He will take over our lives, and witnessing will be a second nature thing, will be an automatic thing, because we can't wait to share the wonderful things He's doing in our lives. Love it. Ten seconds, Pastor Wilbur. Uh, pray for the Holy Spirit. It's, I've been doing this for many years, and it's been the best thing that I've ever practically ever done, and we can all do that. We can all open our mouths and say, Lord, give me more of the Holy Spirit, and help me to be a better Christian. Every day... Say, I don't have love, but you have love. Fill me with who you are and let it shine out. And then take a step of faith because you're still not going to feel like it. But if you step out knowing that he's in you, he's going to shine. Amen. All right. Well, get salty, get out of a salt shaker, and be the salt of the earth. God bless you, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Amen. Amen. I'd like you to invite you to stand. We'll have a closing prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the spiritual feast you've already begun to give us in this wonderful day. We're thankful for your presence. We are thankful for all the promises that you'll be with us. We ask that the Holy Spirit will truly attend these meetings, inspire our thoughts, and touch our hearts. Bless each one who is here, and perhaps still if there's others on their way, we pray that you'll protect and bless them and bring them here. So we look forward to your continued blessing, your continued presence with us in this Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.